Welcome to episode 20 of Relevant Conversations for All. Today's episode is called Recognition. Welcome to our 20th episode and thank you so much for continuing to listen and to share in the positive movement of humanity. Well, um, not much to report on the political aspect, except that 45 has been steady and holding true to himself and teeters between conceding and holding his ground. I don't think any of us are surprised regarding that one. Um, (laughs) With the holiday season coming up, though, we do think that it is important to acknowledge those who have lost family and or friends to COVID or to those who have just felt out of sorts given the events of this year. Um, Consider your neighbor as you move about this season and spread some love and kindness. Exactly. You know, and there are so many people where their lives are different this year. Uh, People who've lost jobs, who, uh, you know, would like to buy gifts for loved ones and, you know, their children and might not uh, be able to do what they once were able to do. So, you know, if you could spare extra, um, then give extra. You know, that's part of just looking out for the people around you. Yeah, um, yeah. If, even if you can't give, you know, just talk. Sometimes people just need an, uh, a kind ear to, to hear them and to tell them that, you know, things will get better. It won't always be dark. Yeah. And we also need to be mindful of those families who have been evicted just yesterday um, due to the expiration of the law that allowed for those who had lost their jobs or had fallen ill due to COVID um, not to have to pay their rent. So um, I I don't think people realize that um, with the aspect of not having to pay rent, it all becomes due at one time when that expiration occurs, and that's how so many people are being evicted. I think that's something also to be mindful of. So those things that you may have in your home that you don't use that could possibly be used as a donation to help others, I think would be very helpful. Yeah, true. And, and uh, you know, speaking of rent, you know, along with a roof over your head goes utilities. And a funny thing, I happen to look outside my door uh, today and I saw a utility truck out there and I think they were, you know, um, shutting people off. Wow. Uh, And, you know, all of that has come due now. So, you know, we just have to be mindful of what people are going through. Like, and, and some people, you know, don't know the best ways to express their disappointment, hurt, anger at what's going on in their lives and sometimes they take it out on other people Um, but you know we all can't be quick to react. Sometimes we just have to take a beat to try to understand what's going on with people. I'm not saying let yourself be abused Mm -hmm. but you know just you know uh, last Last year is different. This year is different from last year. And uh, we we all need to have some uh, understanding and patience with those around us 
these are exceptional times right now, and um, it's definitely time for unity. Um, you know, this is something that we should be doing, not just for the holiday season, but always. But since we are upon the holidays, and the holidays typically draws out um, some negative feelings for many people, <clears throat> this year in particular, given um, all of the tremendous and overwhelming circumstances that have not really gone away, but they seem to be escalating in some areas. Um, yeah. We need to be mindful of that, you know, um, be that humanitarian and and reach back and help someone else out of the pit as you climb out, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, we've um, spent like 19 episodes talking about politics. Yes. And, you know, just recognizing that there are other things that go on with people besides um, who's in the White House, uh, who's in the Senate or the House of Representatives. So all of these things affect our lives, but, you know, in dealing with the everyday and what we are facing and what we've been facing um, for not only, let's say, the time of the pandemic, but the last four years for many people, you know, uh, there have been things that have been happening, uh, for the last four years, uh, since this administration has been in place Mm -hmm. that, and, and it's affected people. It may not affect me directly, but, you know, there were, fortunately we're away from that now. And, um, we're, we're soon to be away from it, shall I say. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully some things can be reversed, but it's going to take time. And oh, the, the policies and things that were put into place are going to affect people over the next several years. Could be 10, 12, right. you know? Yeah. But yeah. We, we have to look at our fellow man and try to be, like I said, patient patient when they need it and also and just to ask questions to be able we have to exercise our de-escalation skills absolutely absolutely to remember that we are human and anything that can happen to someone else can certainly happen to us as individuals and we need to be mindful of that um right you know um one of the things that I wanted to reemphasize, and we had talked about this in previous episodes, and that is that um, now that we have Biden and Harris moving into office, uh, we don't want people to think that this is going to be a quick fix. Although these things happen rather quickly over a period of four years, which is um, considering the magnitude of everything, not a long period of time, um, we also need to understand that it's going to take more than just um, one presidency, one time in office to repair it. Um, as you just said, many laws have been changed. Um, we are operating with a country that is currently divided. We are functioning in um, a Senate that is divided. So um, there's much to be done here. And like you said, it might take maybe 12 years you know, yeah. to, uh, to rectify the situation. Yeah, and, and the thing we have to do, and I, I say this every time, I'm celebrating over the victory, but being cautious in my celebration 
Uh, not because I think that any, anything can be done with regard to Biden and Harris taking office, but um, there's still work to be done. Absolutely. There's not, there's not only the work to be done of reversing the, uh, the harm that was done while the current uh, administration was in office, but also making sure that we're vigilant to holding even our newly elected officials to the fire, like sure. making sure that the promises that they made are kept and that we continue to move toward a great nation, not that the nation was great before, but we can make it into a great nation if all of us come together. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and we also need to remember that the undertaking of creating um, equality and providing the equitable means to formulate that equality is going to take time. Uh, this whole notion of, um, well, it's not a notion, it's a reality of systemic racism um, took uh-huh. years to orchestrate to get to the point where it is today. And it uh-huh. will take years to change that. Um, but it's a hopeful, a hopeful perspective looking forward. Um, and as you said, keeping our elected officials to the fire, um, to the commitment of creating that type of equitability for us all is significant. Yeah. I, I think you bring up a good point about systemic racism, about how the seeds were sown and then it grew into a mighty tree. Yes. With regard to how it operates on its own today. There's not, there doesn't even need to be a lot of hands in it. It's just there. So I, I think that though we would love to see sweeping changes and some things can be done, like wiping out student loans would erase a lot of black and brown debt because they normally, uh, a lot of uh, the black and brown don't have the, the means in order to go to school without taking out loans. Mm -hmm. So, it, it makes sense that if you give them a leg up because they're, you know, property ownership that can loan, the parents can take out loans on and then send their children to college, a lot of times it isn't an option for the most talented among us. So uh, they have to take out loans. So Absolutely. you could yeah. give people a leg up by wiping out that debt. Right, right. And if you think of how that um, trickles down and how it impacts the starting point of black and brown um, individuals, uh, you'll see that it's quite significant. Again, you know, erasing that debt would help tremendously in making things more equitable. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's uh, not the end. No, it, it's, it's not the but, end all. Uh, it is not the end all. Just like yeah. um, um, equating proper salaries for black and brown uh, individuals who are in fact qualified to do the job but um, are not being paid according to their neighbors. So um, that would also help. You know, this is, systemic racism runs very deeply. um, And it is going to require the pulling apart of everything that we know in existence today. And when I say everything, I do mean everything. Um, From the, the simple aspect of going to the store 
and the types of food that are made accessible to people of color, uh, all the way through education and how education differs for people of color to jobs to everything else. Everything is intertwined because, again, this was um, a well-formulated plan. And it, it started by policy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, putting laws into place, and yeah. and it it ends right here. So if we plant the seeds of uh, making things equal, then it obviously is going to take time. But eventually, that will be the machine that runs on its own instead of the systemic racism. And I wanted to go back to the point that you were making about um, salaries and the mm-hmm. way that people were paid. Um, I saw an interview with the founder of Netflix uh, today mm-hmm. or yesterday. They run together sometimes. But in any case, um, he was talking about the policy in his company where everyone's salary is an open book. Yeah. So yeah. it basically lends itself to transparency where that part of inequality cannot stand, whether right. it's men and women, um, a black and brown or, you know, any other way that they try to separate people with regard to the money that is made. If there's a difference in salary or a difference in how people are paid, then they have to prove why this person is being paid differently because it's open for everyone to see. And I think every company had that policy, again, then that would be something that would help. People would be brought up to the right pay rate, whether, like I said, whatever reason uh, that the way that the company has to differentiate. And it may not be a purposeful thing, which I'm sure it started out as, but like I said, this is a machine that just runs right now. Mm -hmm. So, and, but now, you know, if everyone was aware of what everyone made, hey, then, you know, it doesn't, whatever your reasoning is, if I'm doing the same job, I get paid the same pay. Absolutely, absolutely. But but that speaks clearly to how deeply intertwined systemic racism is because that lack of transparency allows for the inequalities of salaries and the discrepancies uh-huh. that exist between um, the population. Right. You know. Anything that's hidden needs to be exposed. Yes. Police absolutely. record. You know, you pulled this person over in this neighborhood for running a stop sign. Uh, did five cars show up for that person? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Right. You know, did you search their trunk and have them sitting on the pavement and hand? Right. Right. And why are there negotiations for certain people when they are yeah. arrested and assumed guilty for others? You know, these are all things that need to be looked at. I I do like the idea that Biden and Harris have of formulating a database for any officer that loses their position due to um, a violation in someone's Uh rights or violation in in the law um, so that they cannot just go to another state or another county and continue their jobs in law enforcement. 
um, mm-hmm. that you know they should be blackballed from law enforcement. I'm sorry, and Absolutely. and speaking from a family who who works in law enforcement, um, I I totally agree with that concept. Absolutely, um, it should be the same as doctors, right? If you lose the your same license, as anyone, same as anyone. One, exactly, but more so to those licensed individuals who hold the power of life and death in their hands. Mm. It's like, okay, you lose your license in one state. It's not like you're hopping to the other state across the river from you and becoming a doctor again. You know, there's a national database that shows, hey, did you do this? So um, it, it, it just makes sense. Especially, especially with people who are armed with weapons of killing, you know, and the idea, the very idea of policing that started uh, back in uh, the, I'm sorry, during slavery in order to capture um, runaway slaves, it needs to be rethought and maybe the name change because you know it holds a negative connotation along with the actions that are done by some right covered by many and done by some right well i agree i agree and you know what i'm even going to um, add another group and that would be teachers teachers must be included in that as well although they do not hold uh, life and death in a literal sense um, yeah. they do yeah. hold death of knowledge and that is deeply right. rooted so uh-huh. they, they absolutely so if a teacher is fired in a certain state for doing something in violation to a child you right. know educationally physically whatever the case may be they should not be able to become a teacher in another state or another absolutely. county or another town you know, and I, I go even so far as to say that teachers, because of how deeply rooted systemic racism runs, need mm-hmm. to be um, checked for any biases. And yeah. by that, I mean that perhaps just like police officers have to take a psychological, I think teachers mm-hmm. should have to take a psychological. Mm-hmm. And I think in doing so, that um, certain questions should be asked numerous times in different ways to evaluate whether a person is biased or not. Now, this is uh, aside from the biases that we all tend to have from time to time, but I'm talking about significant biases in terms of how children of color should be taught. There should not be any discrepancies. And if anyone shows discrepancies, then they should not be teachers. True, and I say for anyone in these positions, teachers, police, officers, anyone who holds hold these, and what we're calling out here are people in power. Yes. These people in positions of power that they should not only be checked for these biases like one time. There should be a cadence mm-hmm. where they are evaluated for bias and not with the same uh, methodology so that they don't know what's coming. And in that way, you know, maybe we can root out some people who should not be in positions 
where they have to show care for yeah. uh, people of color if they're incapable of that for whatever reason. Right. And teachers are not often considered, um, being a teacher, I should say, is not often considered as being a position of power, but it should be because uh-huh. you are influencing a child's mind. And, you know, if a child hear, hears that they are not intelligent repeatedly, then they will eventually believe that. And, exactly. you know, and that is something that is precious in terms of a teacher's ability to convey knowledge to a child. And if they are not doing so fairly and equally, then they should not be teaching. And and I'll even go take it a step higher than a teacher, but to the school boards who do not teach the full extent of history. Hmm. You know, because when we talk about, you know, standing a child up and having them feel as though not only are they intelligent, but anything and everything is possible. They need to know the true history of the country and no holds barred. There, I can say that I understand that there are many things that uh, Caucasians have done that are that have contributed to the building of this country. There are many things that black and brown people of all persuasions have done to contribute to the building of this country. There are things that have happened that are negative that need to be remembered so they do not happen again. And we need children to learn the full picture so that they understand how not to have it happen again. We are only uh, 55 years removed from the Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. 55 years. That's not a long time in this country's history. Not at all. And in the Civil Rights Act, um, you know, in the same decade as the Voting Rights Act. So we, we really need for people to understand that this going backward, which is where we were headed, can happen again. And how these things, these seeds that were sown can be sown in a positive way in order to grow up to a tree that's going to help us all instead of the opposite. Right, right. I mean, you know, it makes sense that if the true goal is to strengthen the nation, then shouldn't that mean that all children uh, should be taught and be given the means to be taught regardless of their school's location? Shouldn't that also mean that everyone should be entitled to health care and should have uh, a living wage so that it decreases or potentially eliminates poverty? I mean, you know, if we're we're truly talking about creating a strong nation, then why aren't we doing like some of these other countries are doing, where they have practically eliminated poverty because Mm -hmm. they do provide um, a living wage that allows people to actually live, even if they don't have, um, you know, uh, a degree-holding job of sorts, let's say. You know, um, it just doesn't... I don't understand 
well, it's quite a contradiction to say, you know, we want to strengthen the nation while at the same time you're holding your foot on a portion of the nation. That's not strengthening the nation. That's strengthening some people, certain people within the nation, but it's not presenting a strong country. And, and if we truly want to do that, then we do need to provide knowledge, provide right. education, provide health care, so that everyone can be upstanding and make contributions to this country. Right. But, you know, the thing that um, we do need to help the people who need it, but we also need to educate and have the people understand who have it what this fight is about. Because... A lot of people, and, you know, I don't know how to get around the thought process of if, if the, my neighbor next door has as much as me, that diminishes me, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a way of thinking that we would have to get over as Americans. Like in the 80s, it was the whole, remember Wall Street, the movie Greed is Good. So if you have the opportunity, take it and then, you know, don't pay attention to the person who doesn't. So when there are people out there who are still thinking like this or thinking, like I said, that if someone else becomes, comes up who was down, then that means that you don't have as much. And that is not the why can't everyone, and this isn't communism or socialism talking, mm-hmm. this is, why can't everyone have equal equal chances to live up to what the nation's promises? And that doesn't make you any less. It only makes the nation stronger. Right, right. Uh, well, you know, in order... To achieve what you're talking about, and what we're talking about means the elimination of being selfish. People cannot make decisions based on themselves and their own little plot of land. Um, people need to consider their neighbors. They need to consider other humans in the sense that there's nothing that you or I or anyone else can say or do that will not impact someone else's life. And we need to get on that thinking plan because it is a reality. And I think maybe part of of the reasoning behind the, you know, what is happening in our nation now is to show us that, you know, that, that we cannot move if we do not make an active decision to move together, you know, because as long as we have that pushing and pulling, we're going to stay in the same place, you know? And yeah. So, um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's the recognition of humanity. That really is what we're talking about, um, coming back to being humans. Uh, well, actually, let me not say coming back to being humans, um, getting on the plane of being human. Because if we had been in a place of humanity before, then many of the atrocities that happened would not have happened. So we need to um, behave more like humans. We have to dig up the tree that you talked about earlier, of inequity, and we need to plant a new seed that creates fairness and equality and the equal and the means to do all of this. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, it's just sad. Well, 
second one, is it is it sad or is it time? It's both. Yeah. It's both. Yeah. It's both. I, I can see the things that have ha- have happened as being sad, but I happen to believe that unfortunately things happen for a reason and the things that have happened over the past four years have happened to bring us to the place of realization mm-hmm. that we need to change things. I agree. It's, it's no longer good for it to be status quo. Yes, but you know, it's it's been sad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been time for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so now uh, we need to... Um, put the recognition of that into action and start making changes and laws need to be rewritten so that anyone that comes in just can't at a stroke of a pen, make those changes and revert back to what used to be. Yeah. Um, this has shown a light, a light on many things like, um, the GSA is shown a light on, like you said, the stroke of a pen. Like we have to look at executive um, orders and you know how much power that wields. Um, because anyone who comes in uh, to write an executive order, as we talked about, as something else that could affect people in their daily lives, we could have military action. And it not be a declaration of war, but it causes a war. So we, and that's something that the president alone can do. So we really need to uh, revamp, like you said, everything from from, uh, the, the Constitution all the way up and, and make sure that we're doing it in a way that recognizes everyone as being equal that wasn't recognized before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, that concludes our 20th episode. Um, I'm so thrilled about that, you know, because when we embarked on this project, we did not anticipate getting this far at least I did not anticipate getting this far I just wanted to uh, get some words out there just as I'm certain that you wanted to as well but uh, here we are and we will be moving on into the next phase but in the meantime please do remember we are all connected be human be kind show love because it's time so we will see you next time thank you for staying with us please continue to show love and support for us as we move forward into the new era. Thank you.